Yes, hello everybody. It is week five of the NFL season. The NFL is back in Great Britain. It is back in London with the Jets and the Falcons. But let's talk all things NFL week five. It is the 410 Yards NFL podcast. Hello everyone, Cecil Martin here. Hey, this is Hunter Henry. What's up, man? This is Max Crosby, part of Raider Nation. Hey, this is Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Hey, it's Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, this is Jerry Judah, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, and you're listening to the 410-yard NFL podcast. Yes, welcome back to yet another instalment of the NFL season. Week five, things start to get far away from the it's just the start of the season. We're into the second month of the season, lads. Deep into, well, I say deep into October because it's actually the second game in October for uh, for most, if not all, of these teams now. Uh, and some tasty matchups indeed. Uh, Sean is not available today, so you've still got me, unfortunately, as your host. But after his stellar debut in our last pod, giving us all sorts of insight, it is our man from New Orleans, not actually from New Orleans. <laughs> it is Dave. Dave, how are you doing this evening, sir? Wonderful. The man from New Orleans via Southampton. Love it. Uh, I'm very well, thanks, gents. Uh, glad to be back on a second uh, second pod, ready to talk some week five action. Southampton, Louisiana, and he is <laughs> so, here uh... with us. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, ever-present Mr. Statistician himself, how are you tonight, sir? Dave passed his audition and he's back on again. Invited <laughs> back with open arms. Good. No, it's good. It, uh, this NFL season is absolutely flying by. Um, but yeah, uh, some really good matchups this week. Some really, really interesting ones with some potential games that you could see as the 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 headline act in in sort of uh, three months time so yeah some really tasty ones this week definitely if not for the bowl game itself definitely for championship games you would say absolutely but for steve i've got a quick question before we start and i wanted to raise this on the pod on tuesday but you know we had a lot to talk about this time we get to be a bit more ebb and flow have you and zach Ertz fallen out because I'm not seeing his jersey prop in the, the front of your wardrobe, and oh, I'm just wondering just, if everything's okay. I haven't prepared. I'm going to have to go get it out now. <laughs> <sighs> For those it? of you that actually can't see what's there going on go. here, he's there literally propping it up now. There we go. Is. Everyone feels better now, don't they, that Zach Ertz is back in the room. And right, he's still right. on the Philadelphia Eagles as well, much to everyone's <laughs> surprise. So He, he is, and, I, and he had a touchdown wiped out, I believe, over the weekend as well, of yeah. which uh, I definitely thought of you at that at that moment there in your yeah. Zach, Zach Ertz. Don't worry, feeling the, all comfortable. the Ertz train rides on. <laughs> I, I just felt like we needed to set that out because you know if we're going to have traditions on this show and i feel like we should then uh you know that needs to be one of them now don't that worry. that's in yeah don't worry the zach Ertz tradition is very much still here and he is still there so yes sorry zach i love you there we go there we go that's what we like to say gents let's jump straight into it we've got way too many good games and not enough slots to give them 
Um, potential, well, actually, this was, of course, the AFC Championship Clash last year. It could easily be the AFC Championship Clash this year. Not if the Browns have anything to say about it, but I digress. The Buffalo Bills play away at the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Uh, Dave, let's kick it off with you first, mate. What do you make of this matchup this Oof. early in the season? Oh, I mean, it's tremendous, isn't it? There's, I don't think it be, could be coming into the game in a more interesting way because the Bills look wow. You know, the 40 yeah. burger they put up on Houston. I know it's just Houston, but still, the 40 burger they put up on Houston, the Chiefs at two and two, at two and two, two and two. Um, I mean, their offense is still their offense, the Chiefs. Um, I I don't have any worries about their ability to move the ball down the field, but the Bills' defense is pretty feisty. And yeah, we saw the Chiefs turn the ball over a lot against the Chargers. I mean, there's a window there for the Bills to get in and take advantage. I mean, this has the markings, the trappings of an absolute classic. Yeah, I, I think back to the, you know, oh, it was the uh, Chiefs and the Rams when they played that uh, thriller on, I think it was a Sunday night or a Thursday night in prime time a couple of years ago. Um, I think it finished 52 49 or some absolute, or 51 48, some absolute chaos like that. I want to see that happen. I'm willing it into existence. I'd, I just think it's just going to be a brilliant game. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, and I think that you'll see that um, unless Buffalo's defense turns up. Yeah, I think that you know the the, the thing of which has really impressed me about the Bills this year has been that their defense is ruthless. Like there is no, there's no running on them. Uh, they are a bend, not break. And when we say not break, as in you're not getting near our 30, let alone our 20. And even then, good luck at getting to our 30. So, you know, if it's that defense that comes up against uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to have to pull off some wizardry. And against the big team so far this year, and I know that there's a couple of Chiefs fans in, in my mentions currently for the, what I've been saying, but... Patrick Mahomes has got to show out against the bigger teams and the bigger defences because he's not done so, so far this year. You know, he's not done enough. I don't think the Chiefs offence has done enough to be able to get over this, which is why they're two and two. And maybe, I mean, I still personally believe that the Browns were the better team on the day in week one. You know, it might be a bit of a Homer thing to say, but by the same token, save for some acrobatics by Sorensen, I think that the Browns would have uh, gone down the field on that last drive. So I think that um, I do feel like the Bills are are favoured here slightly, uh, simply because they've got the hotter hand and they've got more confidence. Steve, what do you think? I think the Bills at the moment are the better team. Not by much, but I think the Bills are the better team. I think no one's no one's sort of counting out either offense. I think it's fairly obvious that that both offenses are elite. I yeah. think where this game is won and lost is the fact that I think the Bills' defense is far superior to Kansas City's defense. Absolutely. Um, and I think that the the Bills, if they can force one or two turnovers, um, I think they win the game. Um and what was interesting to watch with, with Pat Mahomes and a couple of stats to throw at you. So Pat Mahomes already has four interceptions this season. Last season, he had six all year. 
So he's already got four. So he's on he's on track to have you know quadruple or, or double or triple the number, sorry, of interceptions that he had last year, which is obviously somewhat alarming. Um, and also having watched him play last week against the Eagles, although the Eagles weren't able to do it too often, where you were able to fluster him was when he's he's in the pocket trying to find a pass and trying to find a receiver downfield. If you can if you can pressure him and get to him, that's how the Eagles forced him to throw his interception. When Josh Sweat managed to break through and managed to, uh, I think it went down as a QB head. I don't think it was quite a sack, but they pressured him. He got the ball out and um, it was an interception. So that's where I think this uh, Bills team needs to try and um, affect the game is by getting to... Pat Mahomes and I know that sounds obvious but the problem is is Pat Mahomes is so elusive that it's really difficult to get to him because he extends players with his feet and he also has this miraculous ability to throw the ball 60 yards downfield and then guess who's underneath it it's that man Tyree Hill again so you know it's 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 far easier said than done and I I don't think this is going to be a Bills blowout by any stretch but oh absolutely not I don't think anyone would dare say that and it's I wonder when the last time a team went into Arrowhead favoured over the Chiefs that's probably not happened in a long time. Um, well, now that you've said that, let's uh, fill up some airtime while I see as to who he's actually favoured. <laughs> well, I can see um, on the SPN they've got the line at Kansas City minus two and a half, which is basically home field advantage they're given in the, the nod ooh, for. That is interesting. Just going um, to check the, uh, the sports book over at DraftKings because they are usually exactly what Vegas say. And, and I think this is, it, this is very much in the you said it at the top of the show, Josh. This is very much in the conversation to be that AFC Championship game again. Oh, yeah. And if it and if it isn't these two, it will be you know one of maybe the Browns and and maybe like the you know the Ravens. It's certainly these two teams are definitely going to be in the conversation again. Um, and I think this could show up a lot of of uh, of where that the season is going to go and show you how potentially this this whole AFC conference could shake down because if the bills win this game the bills move to four and one the chiefs move to two and three which is which is outstanding for a chiefs team um so the chiefs really really need to win this one really they do Um, i feel like there is more pressure on the chiefs yeah oh without a doubt for for that reason it is definitely a pressure game for the chiefs i feel like the bills will go in there thinking the pressure's off us no one's expecting us to go in and do it anyway so we might as well go and do it uh, I've just checked the sports, but lads, three points favoured the, uh, the the Chiefs are. So, like you say, it's pretty much home field advantage. Um, in fact, let's let's start another tradition while Sean's away. Uh, picking against the spread, there the uh, the Chiefs are favoured by three. Who are you giving it to? I st- I still think the Bills. I just having watched that Chiefs defense last week. It's not great at all. And I know they're a bit of a bend and break and they'll give up 450 yards of offense, but this Chiefs, the, sorry, this Bills offense is far, far superior than Philadelphia's. So I think this this Bills team has got the potential to score on almost every drive, you know, much much like the, um, uh, much like Dallas did last week. So I, I think they've got that potential and dare I say they could win it by a touchdown. I think mm-hmm. more, by, more than three points, but... Dave? Uh, it's a coin flip game for me. I I think I'm, I want to say the Bills, but if the Chiefs lose this, are they saying goodbye to home field advantage? Like, as in, if in the playoffs, the, the, the number one seed, as far as I'm concerned, could be 
out of reach for them. I know it's very early in the season to say that, but if the Chiefs go to two and three, Buffalo go to four and one, and Buffalo hold a tiebreaker over them, you think, you know, do, do the Chiefs turn that around? But I'm going I'm to say Buffalo. I'm going to say Buffalo. Okay. I'm actually going to take the Chiefs um, just because this is exactly the kind of game where the. Uh, where I will talk crap about the Chiefs for a week, you know, saying that uh, Patrick Mahomes seems to trust himself so much that he will throw when he absolutely shouldn't and gets picked off. And then I get called a hater and then <laughs> everything else. Uh, it's a pressure game for the Chiefs inside Arrowheader, which means, of course, you're going to get the best, per- the, best, uh, the best version of Patrick Mahomes. Um, he seems to thrive in the, uh, in the absolute biggest moments. Don't talk about the Super Bowl, Josh. Don't talk about the Super Bowl. Um, but no, I, I I think that they will that they will have a game plan for Buffalo. Um, Buffalo may be just a little bit laxed simply because they've not been playing high opposition. Whereas the Chiefs have obviously they've had to play the Browns, the Ravens, and the Chargers in their first four games. So they're going to have a bit more of a high end experience for at the start of the season Chiefs by maybe 3-4 something like that I do think it's going to be high scoring and very entertaining throughout this season so far in the four weeks we've had there's been a lot of popping of proverbial hype balloons as well you know like mm. the 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 books had their hype balloon popped. Um, the the Bills in Week One had their hype balloon popped. Yeah. You know, the Rams yeah. had their hype balloon popped by the Cardinals. You know, the Chiefs have had theirs popped. Um, and you must say that if the Chiefs beat the Bills, then all of a sudden these two forty-point games they put up against, albeit Houston and Washington, all of a sudden that looks a lot further away, and, and the Bills move to three and two. Um, yeah, there's only so, one hype balloon left in the league. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But <laughs> yeah. the Bills hype balloon is beginning to build up again, and I think if yeah. the Chiefs, if the Chiefs beat them, it's it's back down to earth again. But what would say quickly, I'd be interested to get your thoughts of the of the teams, each team's passing, rushing, and receiving yards. Which one would you take? So, Alan or Mahomes? Uh, sorry, as in who would Just I rather? Which, have? which one would you rather have? Uh, I, I quite like Alan's. To be fair, I think he does enough. I'd I'd Dave? go with Alan. Alan. Uh, Singletary or Edwards Hilaire? Ooh. Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Edwards Hilaire because it's a, it's a committee by back, uh, running back committee uh, in Buffalo. He's, he's, even though he's a bit of a fumble machine nowadays. Oh. But Singletary can go missing in games, I True. find. Yeah. True. He can go missing on plays. And then, <laughs> so tiny. Diggs or Hill? Oh, that's, that's a tough it's one. It's so difficult because same position but different players. If yeah, you get what Diggs, I mean, like... Diggs runs his routes perfectly and he will effectively do his job consistently, constantly. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill will save you if you're in a crisis. Like Tyreek Tyre- Hill will win a game on his own. Tyreek yeah. Hill is so fast. Yeah. So fast. Yeah. There's a and reason so he's also, called he cheater. runs his own routes. He runs his own yeah. routes. Yeah, you know, the whole thing of oh he'll be there somewhere is true because even if he's not, he can run up there and get there. I would love to see Josh Allen and Tyreek Hill throw oh, yes. Allen throwing balls at Hill, hundred <laughs> yard passes just every time. That could be in the air for seventy yards. Yeah, exactly. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling like there's a Madden cheat code coming up there. Yes. And then if you're asking for defenses, Casey or Buffalo, I feel like that's not even a question that, that yes. shouldn't even be asked. Yeah. Yeah. 
Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on to um, to the next game and another potential AFC Championship card, although this one is uh, slightly less likely, shall we say. The uh, Cleveland Browns travel to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I'm not going to wax lyrical at the start of this. I want to hear from you two first, and then I will um, sort of do my whole leave Baker alone speech for a little later <laughs> on. So, um, Steve... What do you like about this game? Because it is an interesting matchup, for sure. It's a really, yeah, it's a really interesting matchup. And had you have looked at this at the start of the season, you would have looked at this and said, this is one of those games where Cleveland should win it, perhaps not handily, but they probably should win this Mm. game. If they're going to be where they think they should be at the end of the season, this is a game they should be winning. However, now we come into week five, both both teams are three and one. This has got the potential to be a bit of a banana skin for Cleveland. Um, And Justin Herbert is playing so well. Um, and I think he's playing, at a, a, you know, albeit not massively, I think he's playing at a better standard than Mayfield is as an all-round player right now. Yep. Um, and so I think this has got the potential to be a really tight game. Um, it, the, the problem with, with LA is that they are giving up a lot of points. Um, at the moment, on average, they are allowing... Um, sorry, not points, yards. They're allowing 346 yards a game, whereas Cleveland are only allowing 275. So the the yardage is, is the difference there. And you look at Baker's performance last week, and that was the, the hot and cold that you get from Baker Mayfield. He's yeah. had weeks so far this season where he's proven that he can be that sort of top five, top ten guy. Whereas last week, you look at it and go... I don't even know if he makes it out of the bottom 12, you know, in yeah. terms of, of quarterbacks Absolutely. with his performance last week. And that's that's the hot and cold you get. And the problem is, in a game like this, you need him to be hot because that Chargers team will will take advantage, I think. Um, and whilst I think the Chargers are still a few pieces off uh, from making so, sort of a deep uh, postseason run, um, I think at the moment they've definitely got the, the tools to pull off a, what I would probably call an upset against Cleveland. Um, I think Cleveland are probably favoured in this game. Probably not by much, but they are, I assume, favoured. One and a half points. Wow, so it's close. It's closer than even... very close. Even Uh, Kansas City and Buffalo. Yeah, it's uh, one and a half. I mean, obviously... I know um, Chargers are favoured, sorry. Chargers favoured one and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because of this reason of... I actually don't think that Cleveland are favourites. Yeah, the Chargers, it's first of all, it's in their building. The the Browns have got to travel to LA. That's one thing. Um, Yes, the Chargers are on a short week, but only by a day and 50 minutes. Um, You know, um, the Chargers look much more there at the moment than I think than the Browns are. I think that the defense-wise, I think defensively, the Browns are a much better unit offensively you know how how much have we you know wax lyrical about justin herbert on this on on this podcast for the last month you know he looks the real deal he seems to be finding different guys every time uh he's able to recognize stuff coming at him so yeah i'm not surprised that this is you know that this is a um a coin flip game really um it, it does kind of hang i think on the, the line play I think that the Chargers aren't there with the line play yet you know their offensive line you can pressure Herbert you know I've 
over, over the last few games, I've seen they've not really got to him all that much, but it's there if you get a proper pass rush. And the Cleveland Browns possess the ultimate pass rush that you could possibly get. Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett are by far the best pass rush in the league right now. I, I'm not willing to take alternatives because they, they have arrived and they are excellent. And that is going to stop you from making a proper passing game happen. Um, it's just whether or not... Um, and also the other way around, Chargers have got injuries to their defensive line and their linebackers. Uh, and we have, well, I say with the Browns have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So you've got that. But the Chargers can easily put 30 points on as well. So I think that this is going to be a case of which defense stacks up and also if Baker Mayfield turns up because it, I think that there's something wrong with his shoulder. I think that that is what is causing his, uh, his errant throws, but it doesn't excuse some of his decision-making of which uh, was definitely a right. Dave, before I go down a complete rabbit hole here, um, <laughs> do you wish to, uh, to throw your two cents into this mix? I, th- I think a lot of this is going to rest on uh, Baker Mayfield uh, being able to get the receivers involved for Cleveland because the Chargers have Austin Eckler, who at the moment is playing out of his mind. He's so good on Monday night. And then, OK, Eckler's out of the game. We'll go to Mike Williams or go to Keenan Allen or go to one of the bevy of tight ends we've got. And the weapons that the Chargers have is it's actually turning out to be quite astonishing, whereas the Browns do have the, the best one-two punch at running back in the league by far in Chubb and Hunter. Absolutely tremendous. But then who's going to be catching the ball from Baker? I, I worry on that on that front of things for, um, for Cleveland because mm. if his shoulder is a bit banged up, the charge is going to move the ball up and down the field um, as far as I'm concerned because Herbert has just been playing that well so far and the play calling has been that good. The uh, Cleveland. About Kirk Cousins. <laughs> that's a fair. That's a very fair point. To be fair, uh, and uh, Cleveland are going to have to do that again. Then basically, because yeah. they they need to play as well as they did against Minnesota on the defensive side of the ball to stop Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Because the last thing that Cleveland can do at the moment is get into a shootout with the Chargers. Yeah. I think they they I have agree. to they have to keep the Chargers limited and it's going to be turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. That's what they're going to have to force. Um, Miles yeah. Garrett's playing out of his mind this season. So you're going to have to ask him yet again to just come up with some huge plays, which I obviously think he will at some point because it's what he does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's another coin flip game, though. I think it is another coin flip I was going to say, um, yeah. Chargers favoured by a point and a half. What have you got it at? I'll, I'll take the charges just because the it's home field. That's how close it is to me. I'm just giving it for home field. Home field when it's the charges at Rams house. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I agree that I think if 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 the Browns are going to win this game, I think their defense has got to do it for them. I think you know they've got to rely on that that front line and and get to Herbert and, and rattle him a little bit. He's been so poised and has only thrown three interceptions all season, um, through four games, and he looks really polished. And if they can rattle him a little bit, then maybe that might be the answer. Um, I think it's going to be a real, real tight one. Um, I, it, like you say, I, I I don't know what they do at receiver. If if it be for, for a conversation further down the season, if Landry is out for considerable time. You wonder if Cleveland could dip into the market for a wide receiver before the trade deadline. Um, 
later down the year, depending on how how Landry come if and especially if OBJ is still not back to his like old self, which you know it might take him a few weeks to do that. I don't know, but um, yeah. So I I I I, I sort of want to pick the Browns, but I just don't know if they've got enough offensively. And I think, like you said, if it's if it's a shootout, I think it's this is a charges all day long. Yeah. Put it put it this way. I don't think there's a problem at wide receiver. I think that this is that the last game and the game before was squarely on Baker. I do think that there is an issue with his shoulder. He just wasn't making that. I think he was trying to do too much with what he had. Um, you know, there, there was a couple of plays in that game where he was looking at for OBJ and his arm wasn't letting him do it. Whereas he had check downs, which were perfectly fine. Demetric Felton, for example, was free on a third and four, I think it was. All he had to do was check it down to Felton, who was literally at the down marker, and he ended up getting sacked on a on a busted run. Um, you know, it's just little things like that. I think that the next week is going to be t- telling him not to do too much. I think that receiver were fine, but yeah, it's going to be all about the defense. I'm. I'm worried about having to go west. I'm worried about the fact that the Chargers can make it a shootout. But I do like our run game. Um, I am going to give it, though, to the Chargers by, let's say, a field goal, simply because I am the pessimistic type that likes to be surprised. Um, I much prefer it that way, but my pick might end up going towards the Browns later on in the week. Who knows? Um Another fantastic game lined up. This time, the NFC West once again provides. This time, it's on Thursday night football. Dave, Los Angeles Rams, not at Rams House. They're at oh. Lumen Field. Lumen Field, what a Lumen terrible Ted. name for a nice sports one. ground. Yeah. At the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. What, what, are, what are your thoughts? What are your predictions? Just There's a lot to unpack here, I think, for two teams that probably just need a bit of a boost. I'm going to plant my flag here and say that I want the Seahawks to win this because it puts both teams at three and two. You just enjoy chaos. I'm all about the chaos because three and two, and then uh, we'll come on to this in previews later on, the Niners end up beating the Cardinals. Oh, chaos. But anyway, uh, Rams-Seahawks, I think that this is a game where the Rams need to try and get back on track because they had the doors blown off them by Arizona um, last week. Uh, I do think they get back on track. Uh, Seattle are just a baffling, baffling team. Mm. Um, and it goes beyond just, you know, one week it's Tyler Lockett, the next week it's DK Metcalf, and it just kills everyone in fantasy. But it's more as well, you know, Chris Carson, he has 232 yards and three touchdowns on the year off 54 carries. But it feels like he they're not letting Russ pass the ball as much. I'm not going to use the phrase let Russ cook, but he's not throwing the ball as much. You used but the, it. But, uh, yeah. but then they're still not running the ball that effectively. I don't know what the Seahawks are. What's their identity? Because their defense is kind of you know hit and miss. The Rams, That's their identity. Well, yeah, I suppose so. But you know the Seahawks beat the Colts, then they lose to the Titans, lose to the Vikings, beat the 49ers. But none of those, the, these four games that do we know who Seattle are? You know, because no, I, I have no point. idea. Yeah. And the next three games are home against the Rams at Pittsburgh against New Orleans. And that, again, I don't really know if they come out of that one and two, two and one. Do we 
Yeah, I'm no, still gonna, I, I get what you mean. It, they're just confusing teams. Whereas LA, on the other hand, we know who they are. Uh, mm. And they look like, a before last time, they look like a team that is ready to go deep into January. I think it was the wake-up call they needed. So this game couldn't have come at a worse time for Seattle. But yeah, I, I'm, it's a fascinating game. So many fascinating matchups this week. I think that it's the one game out of the three that we've talked about so far where I'm quite confident to say that, that you know, Team A, the Rams, are going to win this game. I think that they are a, a much superior team to Seattle from what we've seen so far this season. Well, just to let you know, the uh, the Rams are favoured, but only by two and a half points. The desert is not all that sold on the Rams after mm. what was a beatdown and then a bit of a molestation case against them <laughs> delivered by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Steve, do you agree with that sentiment there, that realistically this is the Rams to lose? I... Maybe. I, I just, I can't... It's not an I, answer. completely agree with Dave <laughs> because I can't get over... I can't shake the idea that the Seattle team is just so... One week they're amazing and one week they're just not. and They just don't have an identity. One thing I will throw at you, Russell Wilson is yet to be picked off. Hasn't thrown an exception mm. this season. And, consider, and be, considering he, he likes to throw the ball downfield and connect with Lockett and Metcalf in those long um, routes, you know... Uh, Blow the top off the defense style. He still hasn't been picked off, which which is which is incredibly impressive in the NFL. Like even the best quarterbacks throw one or two interceptions. Mm. You know, even Aaron Rodgers last season threw five. So, you know, the the best quarterbacks do get picked off, and the fact that he hasn't got one is is impressive. Mm. But I think where this game will be won and lost is um, uh, LA's defensive line against Seattle's offensive line, because whilst uh, Russ has only been uh, hasn't been picked off all this season he has been sacked 11 times Oof. 11 times through four games is a lot so what that tells me is he's holding on to the ball too long and instead of throwing it for the interception he's holding on and taking the sack um and aaron, right. aaron donald is coming to town um and we've all heard of him he's a good player and he could have a he could have a field there um so i think that's going to be where seattle have got a uh, look to avoid. They've got to look to to let Russ use his legs and let Russ extend plays by getting out of the pocket and not get taking the sack because he's already been sacked too much. Um, I think what last week showed us is that this LA defense is not quite as elite as we perhaps thought it was, and it can be got at, especially through the air. Um, uh, but like you said, they they Seattle doesn't seem to have a running back. Uh, Chris Carson is a good back, but he's not like lights out good. Um, and whilst Chase Edmonds had himself a game last week on the ground, um, I don't know if Chris Carson can do the same thing. Um, and so if, if Seattle have the pieces to mount that that challenge, but I just don't know if they do. And I think ultimately it probably ends in Matt Stafford getting back on track and probably throwing for about four touchdowns. So am I to take that as you're taking the Rams? I think so, but it, 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 I think I don't know. I feel like I've got a bit of a soft spot for Seattle. I've got a friend of mine, a Seattle fan, and um, they I just I don't know. They they all I, I like Russ as a quarterback. I think Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and has been for a lot of years. Um, and it just it's just so frustrating that they just can't seem to figure it out. And how they if they do lose this, they'll be two and three, and that feels so odd. Again, mm. like the Chiefs could be two and three. That feels so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
the one thing I will say about the NFL is that it is not a league for sentiments unless you're buying merch, in which case feel all the emotions, everyone. Buy merch. Uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with this. The, the one thing that is so baffling about Seattle is the fact that they keep trying to make a run game happen, even despite hearing that we're going to let Russ cook. Yes, that's right. I said it, Dave. Um, even though the fact that Chris Carson is not exactly a um, bell cow back, um, they're, they're, still, they're still feeding in. They're still wanting to establish the run, even though they're just not that team. Just let Russ air it out. Make allow him to make the odd interception because the I think that the uh, the risk is worth the reward. Uh, I do think that the Rams are probably going to be too much for them. Do we do we say anything for Seattle's home field advantage here? Um, you know, obviously Lumen Field is uh, obviously one of the the loudest and uh, most favorite places to go to. Matthew Stafford, obviously, first year with these guys, communication could be an issue. Do we give any sentence to that? I, I mean, we can. Um, I don't think it's something you just discard, but um, I think Sean McVay is smart. It's not enough for me. And just uh, looking at the, I went through the Seahawks schedule. After the Rams play the Seahawks on Thursday, their next four games at the Giants, home against the Lions, at the Texans, at home Titans. If the Rams come out of this with a win, they could be staring eight and one in the face come mid-November. And that's so a scary proposition. kind of works on both levels. Yeah. I think the Seattle uh, home field advantage used to be a thing when they had that elite defence. You know, third down, it gets loud. You're already scared of that defence because it's so good. But this these days, they just don't have it. I know Bobby Wagner's still around and he's still a great player. But apart from that, they don't really have that elite defence anymore. So mm. I don't really give too much credence to the home field advantage. And it's called Lumen Field and not CenturyLink anymore. So there's that as well. Which is mad because CenturyLink is one of the things owned by Lumen and it was working so well. And uh, <laughs> the, market, the, the marketer in me tells me that Lumen have obviously played a blinder because of the fact that now everyone knows that Lumen is a thing, but come on, Lumen, do the right thing. Give us back CenturyLink. For One final sake. point. Um, I know this is the preview show, but I forgot to mention it in the, the review show. Ooh, um, Jamal, Jamal Adams, uh, if he gets that confused against Debo Samuel, uh, as he uh, if he gets that confused against Cooper Cup as he did against Debo Samuel, he's going to be in for a rough night because Jamal Adams got made to look foolish against the Niners a couple of times, and. You've got those Rams wide receivers and all that Sean McVay trickery. True say, true say. Could be a long night for one of the highest paid safeties in the game. (laughs) Didn't. (laughs) Speaking of a long night, that was a great segue. Speaking of a long night, we're off to London for our next one. The, The New York Jets at the London based Atlanta Falcons. God, I'm sorry that we're going to have to spend five minutes talking about this one. It really feels like we shouldn't, but we're going to have to. First of all, gents, are either of you two going? I'm not. Uh, I did have tickets, but sold them. Uh, We had just spent five minutes talking about Spurs' ground, which is really nice. (laughs) It really is. I recommend people go just for that, because the Beaver Town Brewery that's uh, downstairs... Absolutely. 
Yeah, you know, that's definitely worth a visit. And uh, uh, I, I fully recommend my getting there there. early for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just watch it on the screens there. You'll be fine. fine. Great Wi-Fi reception to put Game Pass on afterwards. <laughs> I thoroughly recommend that. I was celebrating uh, the Browns going 14-0 up against the Seahawks in there before the Seahawks <laughs> came back. Oh, the Browns. I, I think I think what I would say on this game, though, first of all, it's really good that the NFL is back in London. Fantastic. Absolutely. Back yeah. again. Um, and after a year out, it's really good to see it back. Um, you know, the games that they've selected this year around is leaves a lot to be desired. And I think when they did announce them, a lot of people looked at this game and went, oh, dear. I don't, oh, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. But I think people were probably expecting a little bit more from this Atlanta team. And they've been very much below par so far this season um and i think you you mentioned in the preview show dave that there's there's even murmurings of a matt ryan trade beginning to yeah. surface and it would not surprise me because i've i've sung matt ryan's praises for a few for a few weeks now and i think he's yeah. so much better than that atlanta team and I've, I've i said it a few times before and is i think it's 13 years in the nfl he's missed three games <laughs> like that's nine horse the longevity is insane yeah. and he could absolutely do a job. And if there's a team that is a quarterback away from competing, I think he's definitely good enough. Um, I think he, you know, he's been there. He's been to the super. I know, he, I know they suffered that awful, awful uh, comeback loss to the Patriots, mm. but he's been there. He's been to the postseason. He knows what it's about. I think he's definitely got some legs left in him yet. I'd, I'd love to see him um, go to somewhere like, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh or Denver, somewhere that just desperately needs a QB, save our season no, sort of thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's>, please. <laughs> uh, God, imagine if he went to the Saints. Oh, that'd be bedlam. Uh, but, uh, that's uh, where I'd like him to go. Uh, I, obviously, the Falcons aren't going to do that, but uh, yeah. I, I think this uh, game is, is very much a we can't, we shouldn't complain because we're getting an NFL game in the UK. But I will complain because <laughs> it stinks. Um, I, Atlanta were meant to come over last year, but didn't for obvious reasons. They were meant to be playing the Broncos, which would have been a far more entertaining game last year, I think. Drew Locke or no Drew Locke. But, I mean, what can we expect? Zach Wilson's going to throw 300 yards and three interceptions and three touchdowns, probably. It's going to be all sorts of chaos over there. It is, yeah. I, I think it's going to be the sort of stupid entertainment where... You, you go and a lot's happening, but you're going, this, is, this isn't right. It's this like an good. exhibition game almost. Yeah, I think it kind of will because, let's be honest, the, the Jets aren't doing anything this season. What shock. But the Falcons as well, after the Washington game, I think we can safely conf- uh, consign them to uh, the, tank. The, lo- the lower tier, the tank, um, especially if Matt Ryan is traded. So... I think what we just need to hope for is the growth of the game more. Than I know it's a very cliche thing to say, but at least let's try and have some fun with it um, because it's the only meaning behind the game, I suppose, is it's already massive over here. Let's see how we can get it bigger and better. Emphasis on the better. And the day itself is fantastic. Like, you know, yeah, if you, when yeah. you do go to it, it is a great day. Like, regardless of who's playing, like, I, I've only ever been to Wembley, but they put on such a good um, 
uh, event for the whole day with all of the fan stuff that you can do and all the the stores they must make an absolute fortune from that store that they, bring oh, they do um, <laughs> and yeah <laughs> it, it is a really really good day and yeah. i think you you always see a jersey from pretty much every team whenever you yeah. go you know so it is really good it's great to have it back in the in the uk it feels like we have to face these two games this year to hopefully unlock some the better games next year <laughs> <laughs> well well you'll be glad to know that i think it's from next year that the international rules kick in where you have to i think that every team has to commit to an international game once every four years so, you know, you will see all sorts of teams coming over either to here or to Germany when they make uh, when they make that happen. And when they there's... do make that happen, that's bloody immense. Because there's still a couple of teams that haven't played over here, isn't there? Is it the Packers? It's only the Packers. Yeah, it's I just believe Packers it's just the Packers. Um, and knowing our look, the Packers will end up being in Germany for their inaugural <laughs> just to uh, just to put the dagger in just a little bit. And in fact, actually, that would be perfect for them because Wisconsin having a fair few Germanic ties that would actually. Oh, of course, yeah. So you know what? I'm going to um, put the. You heard it here first. The Packers will be <laughs> the NFL Munich games because i'm pretty sure it's going to be in munich uh hopefully they do it over oktoberfest as well just to uh make it an even more perfect weekend as well just to stress out the uh, german police even further yeah. <laughs> and I tell, you, well, it... and I tell you what, if they can somehow make it something like Packers Vikings or something like that, uh, oh, not that they would oh, ever do it, but what, a, but what a Germanic game that would be! That would be, that would be You'd never get that away from Lambo, unfortunately. You wouldn't. Yeah. You really it's wouldn't. It's a shame. Yeah. It's not. If it was the Packers coming over, it's a shame. It's not going to be in northern Germany, like Berlin or somewhere like that, where it could be, actually be like minus four in December, <laughs> like November or December, and really it happens in Munich. So. Happens in Munich. I've frozen my ass off in Munich many a time. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I can tell you all you need to know about uh, surviving the cold over there. Um, we haven't talked too much about the game, but uh, I think it will be quite a close one. You know, the the Jets will the Jets are on a winning streak, lads. Let's <laughs> beat the Tennessee Titans. Who does was expecting one, that? One is not does, a streak. Yeah, one game does not count as a streak. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> They are on a winning streak. Give the Jets this. Um, you know, and if they can beat the Titans, they can beat the Falcons. The Falcons are only favoured by three. So, I've... you know, there's something there. There's something there. I was I was I was impressed last week with how uh, Wilson linked up with his receivers and this this Falcons defense like you said Dave um, mm. that they, they cannot play defense at the moment um, and they are just leaking points left right and center so I think the Jets have got the ability to put points up on the board but the problem is is so is Matt Ryan um, yeah. and and I, you know I think this could be a shootout I actually think in terms of if you want the entertainment value and if you're going yeah. down there to, to see a lot of points I think it could be a sort of I dare I say like a sixty plus point game like it could. It, it could, could be well an absolute be. shootout, you know. That's what I mean. It could, it could just be one of those really stupid, entertaining games where yeah, you have five or six turnovers and it's a load of crazy stuff happens. But at the end of it, you go, oh, that was great, wasn't it? Let's go and watch but, another one. Let's go next week to Jags Dolphins. No, let's not do that. Put, put it this way, gents. I have sat through Saints Dolphins where I think the finish was 17 yes. nil. It was 20 nil. Oh, was it it's brilliant. Now? Sorry, I forgot <laughs> that extra field goal because I was so um, bored. Because it was going to go, uh, it was nil nil with about ten seconds left in the half, and Will Lutz kicked a field goal to go in three nil up. 
Oh, that's um, right, yeah. Because me God, and a bunch of mates and my wife went, and they all looked at me as if to say, why have you done this to us? <laughs> uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. That does sound about right. Uh, who are you picking? Uh, Falcons are favoured by three. Who are you picking? Don't say coin flip. Not allowed. Jets. I'm going to say Jets. Just to uh, upset the apple cart. Jets are two and three. Oh, <laughs> and, no, then no, it's a lofty and, heights. and then it's a streak. Then it's a streak. <laughs> Jets two and three. Seahawks two and three. And then the Jets Jamal Adams doesn't know what to do. Kansas <laughs> City two and three. <laughs> then the Jets go to a divisional game at the Patriots at New England. Anything can happen. They could be three and three. If the Jets are at 500. And firmly second place in the AFC East. This oh. is uh, the, the, the lofty times to be a Jets fan. I'm going to have to take them off the absolute bottom <laughs> of the power rankings at this rate. Right, lads, we've had our fun there. Let's, uh, let's get back over stateside. 30-second previews in a speed round for the rest of the show. You know how it works by now. I am going to start off with Green Bay at Cincinnati. Um, so Green Bay, I feel like I'm reading their stride now. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he, he's back. I think that that week one loss uh, to New Orleans was a mulligan. The Green Bay have played competently ever since. Cincinnati, I don't know who they are, um, really. You know, I, I see that they are better than what their preseason murmurings are telling us, but they are definitely not a consistent team. I see the Jags game the other day, for example, and think that they probably should have lost that one. Um, but then they beat teams like the Vikings in overtime. So, you know, they can stick around, but I think that Green Bay will be too much for them. Green Bay by 10. Dave, Detroit travel to Minneapolis to face the Vikings. <sighs> This has to be considered a put them away game for the Vikings. Um, they've, you know, it, it's just impossible with Minnesota because it, they, they have Kirk Cousins as a quarterback and he just continually builds you up and then it'll just have a stinker. I'm not saying he had a stinker against Cleveland because Cleveland were excellent, but it is a trap game for Minnesota. Minnesota should destroy that secondary. They should run all over them because Detroit have got nothing defensively, absolutely nothing. But then I started thinking, what if they get caught up in a Twin City shootout here? Jared Goff, Amon Ra St. Brown, Quinton Cephas, the big names, going up against Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson and Adam Moore than a Thielen. I just, the Vikings have to win this game. They have to, and they should. And I am picking the Vikings to win it. But I, there's just something about Detroit that makes you think, they, they couldn't, could they? They do. They, sort prob of they, they probably there, won't. But they couldn't, could they? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what's your margin then? Minnesota by how many? Well, this is what I'm also going to say now is Minnesota by 10. Fair <laughs> because enough. they that, have that. to win. They have to beat them. They have to beat them comprehensively. Uh, Steve, a bit of a middling of the park in the AFC for you, mate. The Denver Broncos travel to the potentially Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers. 
this is yeah, this is one of those games where if we assume that Teddy Bridgewater's out, which I don't know if he is definitely yet, but if we assume that it is, it could be a real miserable game. Um, this Steelers team, I don't know what they are at the moment. They look miserable on offense. Uh, Big Ben, I don't know if he's got the ability to turn it round. Um, and he comes up against a, a, a pretty good of uh, Denver defense as we've spoken about before. So this is probably not the team to do it against. Um, but Denver, as as you pointed out in the in the preview pod, Dave, Denver, if if Bridgewater's not playing, I don't know how they win games with Drew Locke under center. And mm. uh, they've got to be really hoping that, that the Teddy Bridgewater can pull through because when he's played, they've looked really good this year. Um, uh, and, you know, comeback years for, for, you know, guys like Cortland Sutton, who's having a really good time of it. So um, a lot is going to be dependent upon the injury reports for the for the weekend, which will probably be out on sort of Friday. Um, if Bridgewater plays, Denver certainly. If Bridgewater doesn't play, it depends what Big Ben shows up. Are we going to get 2009 Big Ben or are we going to get the current Big Ben? And um, what's your uh, what's your scoreline? Oh, if if Bridgewater plays, I'd say it's a close one, maybe 2017 to Denver. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm next up, Miami at Tampa Bay. This is one I should have been at, lads. This was supposed to be my first NFL game over in the States. No one's bought my tickets yet. And you made yourself preview it. You 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 wanted to hurt yourself by making yourself preview it. <laughs> I just a bit of Schadenfreude sort of suits us all, doesn't it? We're we're Brits. We can take misery on the chin. Um, if the books don't win this, I mean the Dolphins have been miserable so far, and I don't think it's going to get any uh, any better anytime soon. Their defense doesn't seem to be at the races at all, which is what I think that they prided themselves on. If it's um, Brissett under centre again, which I'm guessing it will be because I think two is still under IR. Uh, I don't see their offence doing too much. And the Bucks really need some a palate cleanser, really, to um, to get the taste of Foxborough out the mouths and uh, just roll on to the next one. So I actually think that Tampa, they're back home. Um, after being on the road for the last couple of games, they're going to put on a show that I'm not going to be able to see. But um, I reckon Tampa by something like 17, I reckon that they're going to have some real fun at Miami's expense. Dave, um, actually, we're going to call a timeout at this point. We're going to call a timeout in this bit. Now, you're our resident New Orleans Saints fan. Yes, indeed. We don't have many of those. In fact, I think you're the only one. <laughs> And uh, I think that um, I think Steve in particular really just wanted to to sort of prod a bit at the uh, the, the UK Saints fan mindset at the moment. I mean, confused. Uh, <laughs> that's how uh, confused, lost, a bit scared, um, and wondering what the hell is going on because it's uh, it's just a very confusing time. Yeah, um, no more Drew Brees. Uh, we knew it would come at some point. Um, and now it's the Jameis Winston show, sort of. Is is Winston the answer? Or is it just a one-season, sort of a bit like a Denver where they're just plugging someone in and then next year they could be in the market for someone? I'm not sure if he's just one season. I think this is the, re- the rebuild or reload, as they're trying to spin it, is longer than a season because of the salary cap jiggery pokery that we did so much in the latest 
stages of Drew Brees' tenure at New Orleans. So I don't think Winston is the answer. However, I don't think he's necessarily a problem. I think that what Sean Payton's trying to do is build a team around him that is good enough to carry him. Now, the first comparison that leaps to mind for me is the final season of Peyton Manning at Denver, when he was clearly becoming a liability, but the rest of the team was so good around him that they were good enough to get to the postseason and get to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that's what the Saints roster is, but I think that's how Sean Payton sees it. The problem is the wide receivers are non-existent at the moment. Michael Thomas has been injured for over a year, essentially. He hasn't really uh, played any extended time to any great effect. Traquan Smith has just always been on the cusp of doing something, but never has. He's in his fourth year now, and we've resorted to bringing back Kenny Stills to the practice squad. Chris Hogan was brought off a lacrosse team to come and play wide receiver. So then you look at it, Marquez Callaway, who's an undrafted free agent. Deontay Harris is in his third year. Both of those guys are good. They're not great. Tight ends are mystery. I So it's a question. I don't think Winston is the answer, no. However, I don't think that it's a disaster with him yet. <laughs> and and where do you sit on the um uh, on the Michael Thomas saga? Like you know, we talked in our preview pod about the Saints and how at the time this was obviously a massive thing and obviously now mm. he's 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 out for six games minimum and um he's sort of drifted into nothingness because obviously he's not playing and the spotlight's mm. no longer on him at the moment because the Saints are actually playing football again. But yeah. he's he's eligible to come back soon and you know is is it a case of well he's got a play and perform and if he doesn't then get him out of the door or do you think he's still got a future in long term like future in New Orleans I don't know if he wants a long term future in New Orleans um, I think it really depends on how well him and Winston click on the field because if it's not working then I think that he's just going to um, throw his toys out the pram even more than he already has uh, and try and force a trade um, I don't want to see it happen because the, in theory this roster quarterback aside the defense is certainly good enough in my opinion to push towards a wild card spot I think Alvin Kamara is you know one of the best running backs in the league I'm not going to put a number on it but he's clearly one of the best backs in the league without a doubt the defensive line offensive line are all brilliant but then you look at the wide receiver and quarterback you think well do, we're in a sort of catch-22 do we really want to try and push on again in the next couple of years to get a Super Bowl because we've been to the postseason loads, not to brag, but we have just done the whole postseason heartbreak three or four years in a row in spectacularly different ways. But I don't know if Michael Thomas is there next year. If, say, the Saints end up 7-10 and 10 this year, I don't know if Michael Thomas um, is there next year. I, I just can't see him hanging around again. He's an unrestricted free agent in... 2025 so he's on the hook for three more years after this year but his dead cap hit would be uh 22 million next year if we uh, got rid of him so again it's just more nightmarish scenarios the saints of the salary cap because we gave him an absolutely monstrous deal I think just to finish it off as well, I think the Saints year to win the Super Bowl was the year the Eagles did. I've said it several times. That play against the last minute play against the Vikings. Why had hurt they, him? Had, Why had hurt that him? Not have happened, there was no need. I think, I think the Saints would have beat the Eagles, and I think the Eagles they would have beat the Patriots in the playoff in the Super Bowl. So I um, think that was the year to I, do it. 
I agree. Um, I also think that the, the Rams game, where we were the two minutes away or whatever from the Super Bowl, I would have loved to have seen um, that Patriots team against that Saints team, where obviously it was yeah. one of the worst Super Bowls ever. Uh, I'm not. I'm not bitter, yeah. but it was 13-3. It, it was, was oh, it terrible. I remember. Uh, I think it's at the third quarter. I can't remember if it was Tony Romo and Jim Nance, but they were saying that the punter might win MVP because <laughs> it's just it's just so bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, th- I think f- for us this year, it's a it's a transitional year. If we can f- get to a wild card spot, I think we'd be very happy. But what I want to see after four weeks, uh, what I want now is Jameis off the leash. Go get it. And it, if it goes terribly, it goes terribly. Because I don't want Peyton to start taking him out of the game and messing around with Taysom Hill. I know that run that he had was amazing. But let's just see if James, James Winston's got it. Because otherwise, what are we doing? We're not going to learn anything more about Taysom Hill. Right, lads. Yep, I'm taking enough. it out of TV timeout. Uh, need to get cracking with the rest of these if we're going to yep. get close to even finishing within an hour. The reason as to why we did call that timeout is because the next on the board is the New Orleans Saints. They travel to Washington this weekend. Dave, try not to wear your Homer hat. I mean, we no, wear uh, ours, but try not to and tell us what you think. This is going to be a huge game for both teams. Um, Washington, with that comeback win against Atlanta, their tails are going to be up going back to FedEx Field. Uh, the Saints need, as I've been saying, the Saints need to trust Jameis to take the deep shot. Washington, I just pray that it isn't this week that Washington find their defence. Mm. Because if they do, I'm very, very worried. But New Orleans, after this game, had the Seahawks and then Tampa. Washington, after this game, had the Chiefs, Packers and Denver. This is a huge game for both teams. Because um, if they end up at two and three, and then they've got that schedule afterwards, respectively, um, it's going to look pretty bleak come the end of the month, potentially. Uh, yeah, assuming that there aren't any injuries to their future opponents or anything like that. But it's a huge game. And on a coin flip right now, I'd defer to Washington's home field advantage and probably go 23-20 Washington. No? Okay. Homer hat, definitely off. Steve, time for you to wear your Homer hat. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles travel to the damaged Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I think this is an interesting one because the Panthers are obviously have had that sort of come down to earth loss to Dallas against a good Dallas team, but they still showed flashes of being a good side. Um, and the Eagles obviously came off the back of a loss to one of the best teams in the league, but had their moments where they looked like a polished side, certainly offensively. We won't talk about the defence. Um, but I just don't know if the Eagles have quite got enough to beat Carolina, especially with how good this Carolina defence is. Um, and if Christian McCaffrey plays, I think he's questionable at the moment, but if he does play, um, then I think this Carolina uh, rush attack gets going again. Um, so it, it, Carolina Panthers are home as well. Um I, I hate to pick against the Eagles, but I just think the Carolina have got a bit more at the moment. Um, and I'd say maybe sort of 27-20 Carolina. Fair enough. Uh, my next one is the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, if you had asked me this a few weeks back, maybe even just last week, I would have said, don't even bother turning it, turning it on. It's just going to be a wipeout for Tennessee. And you can just go home safe in the knowledge of that. Nowadays, I don't know. What Tennessee Titans team are you going to see? Are you going to see the one where they are able to rely on Derrick Henry and just let him work and win by two or three scores? Or are you going to get the one that can't even beat the 
who was it? The Jets. My goodness, they couldn't beat the Jets. Imagine not beating the Jets and having to play the Jags next. I mean, this is a real prove-it game all of a sudden for the Titans. I've, I have to feel like they should beat the Jags. It, you know, you don't fall into two trap games in a row, do you? Do you? Is, is that done? Is that a done thing? Um, I, I am going to um, to pick the Titans for this one by 10 because I feel like there's just inconsistency at the moment where they'll have a bad week and a good week. So I'm going to say that they, they do win it comfortably. Uh, Dave, you are next up with an AFC clash. The New England Patriots and a rather reborn Matt Jones plays... Davis Mills, poor bloke, and the Houston Texans. Matt Judon is going to be living in that backfield. (laughs) Poor Davis Mills. He scored negative fantasy points against the Bills. Negative. And I don't think it will get that bad against New England, but I don't see anything here other than Mac Jones taking another step forward. Um, Tampa battered him. Uh, on Sunday night football, they knocked him down so many times, uh, but I, see, I don't see that happening here. He's gonna, I expect to throw two or three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, Patriots are probably gonna win this by 15, 16 points. And my bold prediction a Patriots running back won't fumble the ball, and they might even get some positive yardage. Because <laughs> if they can't do it against Houston, then we just need to throw the whole thing out. <laughs> <laughs> and yet this is the NFL and this happens and the Titans beat the Jets and I mean sorry the Jets beat the Titans see I can't even say it I can't even say it it's just, <laughs> it's just too weird uh, Steve uh, a less weird matchup for you although actually with Justin Fields anything's possible in fact it won't even be Justin Fields it'll be Andy Dalton most likely Chicago travel to the Death Star in the desert to face the Raiders yeah, let's let's not get on the Justin Fields hype too much because Matt Nagy's the head coach of Chicago and who knows what he's going to do. Um, if Andy Dalton is fit, it would absolutely not surprise me if he starts, which is just the strangest thing because Fields looked pretty pretty competent last week and looked like a good passer when they gave him time to throw the ball and some of his downfield shots were excellent. So um, if they play Fields, I think they've got a chance to make this a tight game. If they don't, then they don't. Um, and Las Vegas will go back to their $9 billion stadium and hope there's no lightning because um this time I think they should probably beat the Bears comfortably. And also because David Montgomery's out as well and he's out handily now for four five or six weeks, I think it is. So um I think the Bears are gonna miss him big time. Um and Derek Carr was brought down to earth a little bit with their loss last week and I think he'll go back and he still leads the league in passing yards. So, you know, they've still got a, a, a solid offense and I think this should be a, a handy win for the Raiders to move back to four and one. Which should be which should be crazy. Uh, when the Chiefs could be two and three. Unbelievable. <laughs> Chaos. Uh, I, I, uh, chaos. <laughs> you two are enjoying this far too much, and so am I. I think the theme, the theme from now on, is chaos. I'm yeah. all about Dave's bandwagon yes. of chaos. I'm all about chaos. I think we're already living in it. We're already living yes. in it. There's far too many. Just embrace here. it. It's been, it's been difficult to sort of get a handle on consistency. Uh, speaking of consistency, the Indianapolis Colts keep on racking up injuries and the uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, fail to be consistent. Um, so in Indy travelled to Baltimore. I do think that the Baltimore Ravens now are 
you know, they're, they're picking back up. They're, they're starting to get back into a bit of a groove. I think that Lamar Jackson is actually probably having the best season of his career so far in terms of the passing game, at least. Uh, he, he looked great against uh, Denver. Some of the passes that he was throwing were great. Um, Indianapolis, the defense isn't as stingy as it was. And I think that that causes an issue because really their playoff push last year was based more off their defense than anything else, I, I feel. Um, Carson Wentz is doing the best he can with no ankles and uh, barely any support. So, you know, I, I feel like they put up a fight, more of a fight than the Broncos put up with this week, for example. But I think it's going to go around the same way. The Ravens will win by a couple of scores, I reckon, especially considering that they're at home. Steve, I've got an NFC East matchup for you, pal. And this is the one that will be on Sky because Sky love a New York-Dallas game. The Giants go to AT&T to play the Cowboys. So would you believe it that last week, um, everyone's favourite quarterback, Daniel Jones, led the NFL in passing yards with 402. I don't believe Daniel Jones... Just let that sink in for a second. The man that fell over his own feet 15 <laughs> yards in front of the end zone led the league in passing yards. There you go. So um, I think I think the, the Giants, and we all know how I feel about the Giants, um, I think Daniel Jones has proven or is beginning to prove that he is a good enough quarterback. And I'm not saying he's going to be top 10 or anything, but he's good enough to be a starter. And I think the team around him is just not playing to, to standard. Um, that win last week was impressive. Um, um, I'm sure Dave won't agree, but that win was actually... Oh, they, they were very good. Through gritted teeth, yeah. it was very impressive. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, New York have, have finally sort of woken up against a Cowboys team that is, you know, a, many are forecasting to be running away with um, the NFC East this year. So, uh, you know, stranger things have happened than the, the Giants going into AT&T and causing an upset. Like, I don't think they will, and I think this Dallas team has just got too much for them. Um, Trayvon Diggs getting another interception, anyone? Five... Five games, six interceptions. It would not surprise me at all. Um, That's an easy, easy money bet, really, isn't it? Yeah, Especially against exactly. Danny Dimes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Danny Dimes loves interceptions. It's like he, he looks for them sometimes. It's like he points at cornerbacks and goes, "Right, your turn. You have it." <laughs> yeah. um, well, he so, did that yeah. in preseason. Yeah, exactly. He does it every game. So no, I think this is this is a handy Dallas win. Um, I think um, although the Giants showed a lot against New Orleans, I don't think they're they're ready to go into AT&T and beat the, the, this Dallas team with the momentum that they've got. So Dallas by a score. Fair. I don't think you'll get too many arguments there, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Dave, you get the uh, the questionable honour of being the uh, the last man up here and the last voice of the games this weekend. The San Francisco 49ers have an NFC West matchup against the Arizona Cardinals out in the desert. What say you? Trey Lance. It's, it's time. I mean, uh, <laughs> it? Well, I don't think Garoppolo is going to be back. So, I, you know, Matt Trey Ryan, Lance, it's time. Matt Ryan, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, that's a great trade destination, actually. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be Trey Lance starting unless Garoppolo somehow uh, recovers from that calf injury. Uh, and I think that comes at a bad time for Arizona because I think if they were facing Garoppolo, Again, I think Arizona just take this so comfortably that now you've got the X factor in there. And he didn't look very good in week four, but as was touched on in the review pod, 
that that play design or that game wasn't set up for Trey Lance to play uh, you know, two quarters under centre. Now they're going to scheme up a whole week of him. And it's just a complete mystery to me because you know he had that one huge deep ball and that was it. And it you know, he ran around, uh, rushed a bit, but Arizona should win this game, I think. Uh, I, I favour them by a touchdown. Um, but San Francisco need this game. They really need it because if they drop to two and three and Arizona got to five and oh, then that just, everything just looks so much more difficult for them. But as I said, with the Ram Seahawks game, if the cards fall the right way, if Seahawks win and the uh, 49ers win, all of a sudden that division just completely contracts to three, three and two teams and a four and one team. But if Arizona win this, then it's, it's pretty bad for the 49ers. And I, I do like think uh, I do think Arizona will win. I feel like he didn't mean the double play on words there with uh, if the cards fall the right way, but uh, <laughs> I will know. leave that to the listeners. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just thought that I, was beautiful. That that was a beautiful way to sign off there, uh, Steve. I believe that you know what the Sky Games are this week, as they've just popped up on Twitter. Yeah, so they always seem to do whilst we're recording this one. So they've popped up on Twitter and obviously uh, they're going to have the Jets-Falcons because that's in London, that's at 2.30, so um, that's a bit earlier. But I forgot that 2.30, I was about to just get, spit my water out and go, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's always earlier, isn't yeah, it? The yeah, games. So, um, The early game, they've gone for Packers at Bengals. The evening game, probably no shock, they've gone for Giants at Cowboys. And then obviously you've got uh, Sunday night football, Bills at Chiefs, and Monday night football, Colts at Ravens. They've they've actually done Giants Cowboys. They have, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've decided to go I with the one for the bigger fan bases rather than with the uh, with Browns the Chargers. Game. Come on, what are we doing? No, yeah. no, we don't want more Browns games on the sky. We want to make the most of the game pass that someone bought for the season. Uh, I, I, for one, am shocked that they're not showing Bronco Steelers at six o'clock in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had, didn't they? Didn't they have Green Bay um, Pittsburgh last week? So that would have been yeah, uh, that's true. But yeah, you can't have the Steelers boring you to death twice twice in a fortnight. <laughs> Gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. Somehow we've gone over an hour, but uh, we could easily have done another hour. But we won't. Uh, we won't bore the listeners with that. Dave, you've been great this uh, this week coming in for Sean. You are more than welcome again in the future. Thank you. And you very might much. just get your chance, you know, considering that in a couple of weeks you're gonna have to deal without me. But only for the week, though. Only for the week. It was supposed to be three weeks. Now it's just a week. It's all right. I'm not crying. Cheers, Biden. It's all good. So, uh, yeah, we'll sign off there and we'll leave it there, lads. Um, hope everyone enjoys the London game and week five. And see you next week. Hello, everyone. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to find us on all our social channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Head over to our website, full10yards.com, where you can find out more information about why we are hashtag for the game.